What's up, guys? What's going on? Welcome to episode six of the podcast, my new podcast called um, New Perceptions with me, your host, Ben Brown. Ben Brown. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today on episode six, we have a very special guest. Welcome to the podcast, Bryn North. Mr. Bryn North, how are you Thank doing? Thank you. I'm so good, man. Excellent. Yeah, man podcasting dude this, this is, is this it. is weird you know usually it's a camera looking at me and i've just got this tiny little mic sitting there it's super weird dude and in the future hopefully we'll have cameras as well maybe ah. like multiple angles my plan for the podcast is to have like a proper studio i can definitely see you setting that up yeah with a whole bunch of wild stuff around like joe rogan has <laughs> and, and proper microphones <laughs> yeah. instead of just one little wild little mic in the middle there no, but dude, welcome to the podcast. It's um, good to be here, man. Bruno is one of my friends from Africa. He's one of the African friends. Wow. We're a friendship group today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Africa. He's from Africa. I've lived in a hut for most of my life. That's not too far from the truth compared <laughs> to most. No. <laughs> no, but um, Bruno is from Zimbabwe, right? Yes, Zimbabwe. Right. Just above South Africa, because everyone knows where South Africa is. Yeah, Zimbabwe is a, um, a bordering, neighbouring country to South Africa. Um, and how I know Bruno is through film, video, photos, and that side of my work life. Um, and then we just became friends mm. through all of our adventures and escapades <laughs> that we've been on over yeah. the last couple of years. <laughs> the good life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to bring Bruno on the podcast mostly because um, it's easier for me to talk for half the time than it is for the whole time. <laughs> is this <laughs> and, oh, Yeah, that's it. So you better fill in the gaps. Jeez, all right. <laughs> no, but mostly because Bruno has um, Bruno's a filmmaker, so we have a lot in common. I try, and um, and we also love cruising around Africa and we have a very similar stupid sense of humour yeah, as well that's yeah. like quite embarrassing. <laughs> um, and also for any parents with young ears around them, there might be a couple of swear words going down in this. I was going to ask you that. Like, yeah. can I just throw it out there? Just throw a boom. I don't know. Because in my... Like, Fuck! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Anyway, oh okay. <laughs> this is how this podcast right, is right. going to go down. Put a... It's just going to be silly. It's just going to be silly. No, but I like to swear sometimes. I feel like it's a good way. It's part of my communication. Kind of like, yeah, mm. it helps people understand the level. But, but tell me if I'm swearing a lot because I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, I will be. It I'll is one of those things. I'll tell you to tone it down how if I things get out of hand. <laughs> um, so, yeah, apologies if there's any swears, um, <clears throat> but they won't be too bad, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, Bruno is a filmmaker and Correct. an amazing filmmaker. Thank and you. whenever I speak about Bruno and his filmmaking or people ever ask me, I always say that Bruno is very low key, but he is literally the, the best travel filmmaker that I know. <laughs> That's, so, uh, uh, I, I really appreciate that. I can definitely say it's probably not true, but <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. Bruno is also like unbearably um, humble about his work unbearably <laughs> humble um, but I think um, a good place to start with this podcast and sort of exploring who Bruno is and how we got to know each other and stuff is obviously to like 
Stop reading my notes, bro. No, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to just I made like s- see what questions are coming up. I here. know I got. So I did a bit of research, um, which was the super fun research because really mostly I just went through your YouTube channel and watched all the videos that I've already seen. If anyone else goes and does that, just watch the latest few because no, <laughs> only the latest few I would say are something that I think I like. Yeah. Anything before that is me just. See, I would have said fucking around, yeah. but just messing around, messing around, yeah, yeah, just me messing around, fooling about, just fooling about, yeah, yeah. So you've got like something like twenty-seven videos or something up on your channel, right? <clears throat> so, on your YouTube. So go channel. watch the latest four maximum. So, latest four <laughs> maximum. Right, right. Well, obviously, I think a lot of people would say that about their YouTube channels, and that's quite that's something I definitely am like guilty of um, saying is when. If someone if someone's like asking about your content, you say, "Well, we'll go and check this video out yeah, specifically," yeah. or like make sure you don't scroll too far down <laughs> and just look at my latest stuff, really, because that's like the truest representation of who you are right now. True. So you don't want your old content to misrepresent you. True. And to go a step further, mm. depending on the type of person, if it's a client or something, I'll lead them in direction of a specific video because I feel like this is what I, I presume they're, they're looking into. That's sure. what they would like. Or a certain type of person oh he's a he's probably gonna like this video where i went off into africa or this guy's gonna enjoy europe sure sure send them specific videos yeah but yeah but i think like seeking approval yeah you gotta seek approval yeah Yeah, that's like um it's people give you good clues as to whether or not you're doing good work although it's like easily to over um put too much weight on seeking other people's approval obviously getting feedback on your work Mm. is like incredibly important but either way my point is um what's interesting i think about someone like bruno who has a history um a relatively short history of video content creation Mm. like the first video that you put up that's publicly available is (laughs) um is three years old or it's been up there for about three or four years so that's like a relatively short span for like a filmmaking career and then what you can do is go check Bruno's old videos from three or four years ago and compare them Oof. to the videos as you go along the oh, way I'm cringing see, right now see the progress yeah. though but also remember like like my youtube channel is 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 by is not what i do just yeah. like that's nice to have yeah and like it's i guess yeah it's not your full-time but job no that's i've in never that, i've never earned sense. a cent from youtube i've never been paid to make a video for that's youtube so it's... interesting isn't it because yeah i think you like with that vol like that volume of that higher quality content one would assume that like youtube is your full position but it's clearly not you don't make any money from youtube it's just where you put your content that's where i put stuff up that i like and it's if <clears throat> yeah my my free time stuff mm. and i mean if it could ever get to the point where I'm able to do, say, like my last couple of videos, if I can do things like that and mm-hmm. actually brands want to get involved and actually help me go and create those stories and travel to these places, well, that's then I'm winning. Then that's that's Yeah, then definitely for, that content yeah. will be living on your YouTube channel also. Exactly. Yeah. Then I can take YouTube seriously. But for now, like I, you know, I, as a filmmaker, I have clients and brands that I work with and I make content for them. My mm-hmm. YouTube channel is purely just every now and then when I get a moment. I'd love to just put something up of my own. Yeah. Yeah. So why YouTube instead of Vimeo? Purely just out of the interaction element. Yeah. I mean, like when I started putting stuff up, I never thought I would, I'd always consider myself a consumer on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Never actually 
creating and putting the stuff I was putting up was kind of just me for memories just Mm. never ever thought that it would other people would want to watch it yeah yeah Yeah, I was also super surprised (laughs) I think a lot of people are when you first put some stuff up and other people are like actually watching it yeah like oh my god you you guys must be bored yeah yeah Yeah, I'm sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) um but for real if you guys I think a lot of a lot of um young up-and-coming filmmakers will be following along with your content i think how many subscribers are you on now like twenty thousand or something 40 bro. double that right <laughs> shut, yeah. shut up yeah, yeah, yeah. come on i mean forty thousand subscribers yeah look it's not much so but... when you put a video out at least you know you're going to get a bunch of people that are interested in watching it so i guess i like... think for me yeah exactly it's it's got nothing to do with the subscribers number but like i yeah. love the interaction i love yeah. being able to actually speak to people these platforms we've been given where there's genuine people out there that are looking for advice and help and i can chat to them and actually make a difference it's crazy yeah dude. like i like sitting on instagram when people reply yeah and you actually get into these i'm like i don't know who this dude is where he's from and i'm like having this proper little instagram debate in the dms just That's slid nice. in there yeah. Nice. yeah i did i did communicating with my audience as well it's it can be like energetically tiring after your a while. audience is ex- that's just a little bit bigger and i can imagine i mean it takes enough time me just doing it on a small group of people mm. i can't imagine yourself well yeah i think it's it's still a small group uh, it's like a still a it's a different size of group of people for sure but in terms of like that one-on-one if you decide to reply to someone's comment it's usually specifically because you think they've asked an, a cool question yes. or actually it would be sometimes i think if, especially when people are asking me oh what camera and lens did you use for this photo on instagram yeah it's nice to reply um so that other people who are thinking that same question have an answer exactly because it, it is probably the most common one yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah yeah and also <clears throat> for me in the comments section especially when i was uploading um would for the first hour i'd sort of check it um, and you'd have the usual ogs come through and um try and get first comment uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> and i'd always have like two or three of my homies would like remind me that i haven't linked someone in the description or oh, done wow. stuff like that so i'd literally you guys wait. got checking on if for the first hour nobody's mentioned anything about like not linking stuff or like missing Jeez. stuff out then you got people oh, like, i got people helping me <laughs> that i've never what? met yeah. yeah no it's awesome that's incredible I, I miss uploading actually a bit more regularly yeah you know it's it gonna happen time. again eventually yeah we're gonna eventually get some uploading done yeah. um but the last time when was the last time you uploaded Oh, probably some you know, a couple three four months ago three months ago yeah so that was i was in flores in indonesia oh yeah that was so that was last year yeah, we were in bali together yeah and then, that was our first like holiday kind of together where we were like yeah, chilling a bit yeah that was, there was well no well work involved work. Yeah. yeah but um then i managed to get a, a company out there that let me stay out on their boat for a couple of days Okay, and, so um, you, did you plan on staying in, to, in no, Indonesia that long? So you extended your stay? Dude, constantly. Like, I went, I didn't even know I was going there, and then all of a sudden I'm there for two, three months. Nice. Like, in and out, yeah. It's, it's easy to live there, bro. Yeah. It's easy. Also, you don't have any visa issues with your Zimbabwe passport there? Uh, I got a, I got a British one. <laughs> oh, you got a British uh, yeah, passport? Yeah, okay, that makes life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I had to renounce my Zim one because you're not allowed to have dual citizenship, but anyway. Wow, yeah. that, that's probably one of many 
complications that comes with being a, I could probably a talk for a couple hours about my upbringing in Zimbabwe. It was I'm a great sure. one. We'll leave it at that. Great I'm sure one. We'll delve into that <laughs> at some stage. <laughs> I'm super interested, dude. I cannot, I cannot imagine growing up in Zimbabwe. I just can't imagine it. And that's all I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so that was your latest film, was Flores and Komodo Islands. Yes. Nice. Beautiful out there, man. It's easy when the water every day is crystal clear. Yeah. And you've got like mountains that go into the ocean. You're like this. It's yeah. too. It's too easy. I can't believe it took me so long to find Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> For years, I put it off and off and off. And then last year, I was like, right, finally, we're gonna go. To, yeah. And then I got there, and of course, I knew what I was gonna feel already before I arrived. It was like, <laughs> shit, I should have been here a while yeah, ago. Exactly. Like, this is such a nice place to spend time. Um, Everyone goes to Bali, I know, and it is great. It's comfortable. It's easy, especially as a tourist, but you can go just a couple hours from Bali and you are in, in amazing, beautiful places yeah. for extremely cheap, which yeah. I like because I'm traveling on my own money most of the time. Nice. So you were sponsored to go on a boat though. Yeah. So they just paid for my couple of nights on the boat. Nice. And then I continued the trip. I got onto an island and we jumped on this scooter, me and my mate Nordea and this other guy Charles and we cruised, we did a thousand, like 300 kilometers on these beat up scooters my back brakes weren't working and you'd be like <laughs> you're winding through the mountains it was a proper adventure it was a proper adventure and like nice. it's hard enough just doing that or i say hard but i really enjoy it but it's obviously it's a mission your body's tired it's, it's physical physically challenging to ride a scooter in indo even on the road yeah, and, and not die let alone off-road as well and you yeah. did half of the thing like through the yeah. mud and exactly. and you, you have like your bank i remember you had i've seen photos of you with your um camera bag on your back and then your drone, drone bag, bag for your phantom on your front yeah. on a scooter i had i had one change of clothes <laughs> one vest <laughs> i had one vest so disgusting. yeah i had one That's man if, thank goodness this is just i could show you a photo of that vest but uh <laughs> people wouldn't look at me the same way now <laughs> yeah that was an awesome trip man good fun and a sick film that came it's, out and that's the best film. part so, it's like i get to put up this awesome memory yeah. film yeah. so that was a personal project yeah and some of the clips were to um were part of your cooperation with the boat or I, was just 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 to, just to include them in in the description and give them a shout out and yeah. that sort of thing i mean i still spent i still bought all the plane tickets all the yeah. rest of the majority of the money i spent myself but they definitely helped out with regards to that i mean and that's fantastic it i helps. think that's like the sneaky trick that influencers or photographers or artists are slowly learning to do online is like co collaborate with someone who could help your trip be cheaper yeah. in the beginning and some people are very 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 good at selling themselves yeah, and very good at that if you're confident mm -hmm. wow you can own this world yeah like i've do seen you how do you feel like you're confident with that no stuff? That's the problem, and like my, well, what's what's it called? Your New Year's resolution, you know, like this is is to be more confident, to yeah, yeah, to give less, to give less F, bucks, to give less bucks, give less bucks, yeah, yeah. literally. Was, I think that's my New Year's resolution every year. It's just yeah. that no, no, <laughs> you got to give even less bucks this year, <laughs> like even less, because we're only yeah. given a certain amount per year. Exactly. So use them wisely. wisely. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I like that um, but yeah I think that's kind of like a 
um, something that has to happen in the the almost like the passage the right the rite of passage of um, travel filmmakers mm-hmm. and photographers is like to hustle yourself free accommodation if not free flight like exactly. something free so that you can better yeah. afford it because the reality is no one's gonna drop ten thousand dollars and say hey bro i saw your little youtube videos here mm. come and make one like it doesn't i may i look unless to, to some people yeah some people you get some things. people yeah. yeah i think that's like i guess that comes with um time in the game yeah as well because when you're starting out and the truth is i'm starting out like this is yeah Every, like most of you guys that are listening here I'm in the exact same position as you I don't make money off YouTube I don't I would mm-hmm. love to yeah and like I'm learning and thinking of ways and trying to figure out you know which direction to take and yeah I mean it's it's fascinating and I'm hoping that by the end of this year I'm on the right path and mm-hmm. we're going full steam ahead but uh, this is we're all on the same boat here yeah, yeah definitely. we're trying to work this shit out I suppose this podcast is gonna be aimed at young filmmakers specifically Mm. um that's probably what i'm going to title it something to do with film because that's certainly how we know each other yeah there's a lot of how i know most of my friends these days yeah the linking part is uh is the camera making connections with other humans that are like-minded so it's the camera that brought me and bruno together and most of well everybody now because my camera literally is my life like i don't (laughs) I don't have that many connections from um, like regular connections from my kayaking time. Like I oh, still yeah. keep up to date with a whole bunch of people and I catch up with a few of them every now and then. But most of my friendship circle now and like my tribe is based around creativity and they people either have guitars in their hands or cameras mm-hmm. in their hands. It helps. Um, yeah. It's your vibe attracts your tribe, I suppose. Yeah. Isn't it? No, 100%. And it helps like you need it to stay sane yeah because if you're there doing this thing every day what you consider is right and then all of a sudden all your bunch of friends are accountants and the rest and they've got their own things they're dealing with it's hard you, you want to talk to people about mm-hmm. these things and know like are you doing it right or how can you help yeah so and know that like nobody that you might perceive as having made it or is like mm-hmm. in the position that they want to that you want to be in often the case is that like they're also still grafting or still unsure about whether their main plan <laughs> yeah. is working out second guessing a lot of the time that the path you're on is like the right one and um, so there's sometimes it can be perceived online that everything is going <laughs> just smooth. smoothly it's, it's the whole duck thing here mm-hmm. Duck <laughs> quietly swimming along mm-hmm. the river looks so elegant and beautiful, exactly. but underneath those legs are furiously yeah, just going <laughs> wild. <laughs> exactly. And those guys are come on! Exactly. But above it all looks swell and peaceful. But it must look swell and peaceful yeah. online for you to be like. People don't want to. People most people don't come online to watch the average parts of people day it's no. always a highlight reel yeah and your instagram can become like an obsessive highlight reel where you can almost feel like you even though the, your reality online is quite um distorted compared to Definitely. um your actual reality and then you're living two different lives almost 
we try not to do that anymore. yeah that's the thing exactly you're right it, yeah. we're trying to not do that they, like i mean geez, you've had the biggest spotlight on you in terms of your vlogging it's you every day day in and out where i've never turned the camera the other way around other than for the odd instagram story mm -hmm. and even then i feel extremely vulnerable and i don't like you know i'm not, I want to be raw and open, but it's mm. it's hard. It's vulnerability, yeah. It's like because you're putting yourself out there, and asking people to like, please not have too much of an opinion please on don't the hate real me, me because yeah. this is the real me. So if you still hate me, that's gonna really hurt. <laughs> but there's always gonna be someone just disagreeing, disagreeing with what you're up to. But yeah, um, you must encourage and keep an eye on those who are um, encouraging you also and saying Definitely. be the real whoever you are online anyway we're getting super deep real quick then. <laughs> <laughs> um but i want to go back to the start of your filmmaking journey a little mm. bit hit me um so before you were a filmmaker because you're 29 now aren't you 28 well you're not supposed to tell anyone that <laughs> well, i'm getting old now you're an 80s i'm an 80s kid 88 baby 89 December 80. so nice. I made it into the 80s gang the by like 80s. by like two weeks I mean thank goodness I'm not a 90s kid I know I'm dude. joking congratulations <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably the only reason we're friends yeah <laughs> we can relate I horridly hang out with young people like my girlfriend is much younger than me <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, being around young people is probably the best mm -hmm. feeling ever you know this being around ignorance and that much energy can only benefit you exactly truthfully, yeah, yeah, like you can like young people are super easy to manipulate yeah. <laughs> um, but so you haven't been making films since forever when no. did you grab a camera what age uh obviously i played around when i was young but never with the intention i I was actually doing advertising. I was going to go to an advertising agency and I broke my ankle mountain biking. Hang on, when, what age was this? Oh, this is when I finished university. So, like so my, my postgrad degree. 21. So I did four years. Yeah, so I was like 20, 22. Mm -hmm. And then that was the first time that year where, yes, yeah, so I broke my ankle mountain biking. And obviously I had got my GoPro Hero 2. Oh, yeah. That sweet, sweet 720. P 50 frames a second yes. man and <laughs> having uh, to like convert and compress the footage afterwards <laughs> oh, and like what a nightmare and i thought yeah. that was like legit anyway it was at so the time, dude. i wanted to edit that footage yeah and so i asked the internet like i'm on my back for so you've broken your foot on my back mountain biking i've got my old school pc and i google like how to edit mm -hmm. and that is literally it so i don't so know you went one of the ads was from adobe premiere pro yeah learned how to do that through youtube tutorials nice youtube free free information you can literally i, I went to four years of university i did a degree a postgrad and then i learned what i'm now making money off off the internet for free like off a really dodgy shitty internet connection like <laughs> and you know, it's just insane what yeah. we have at our fingertips. It's lucky. And if this was all happening like 10 years, like previous, yeah, I wouldn't it would have been a very different very story. Different. Like, I wonder what you would have been doing. But who knows? Who knows? In a ditch. So you yeah. had 
a mountain biking accident did you film the accident on the gopro was that part of the film yes sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't have i lost all that footage Shit. but I, there's, there's this little edit that i've yeah somewhere out there but yes. it's, it's super embarrassing yeah, one day i'll bring that out so how long were you in hospital for did you have to have surgery yes i wasn't in for long but it was more just the on my back couldn't put pressure on my ankle for i don't know it was like six eight weeks so you had a so six I had to eight week editing course yeah and before i even was had the cast off and walking again i somehow managed to find my next door neighbor was doing a voiceover yeah. for a tv show so i went in to listen to it i met the guy he needed some help i said hey i know premiere pro which i'd known for three days or something yeah you know? yeah, yeah and then helped him out you're like yeah i know how to edit yeah exactly went for a an interview obviously lied my way through it just used all the big words yeah. that i knew because the guy interviewing me didn't know how to edit and all the rest and mm-hmm. the, the technical lingo and then yeah i got a job and i was earning a beautiful six thousand rand a month which equates to like four hundred so in Zimbabwe. no dude this was here in cape town oh yeah okay so when did you come to cape town oh man ages ago like 2009 Okay, eight, so you studied eight? in Cape Yeah, I studied. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know that you studied yeah. in Cape Town. No, I got out of Zim. You, you don't hang around in Zim really for your tertiary education to that right. extent, yeah. Well, if you're lucky if enough you do, to be able to afford yeah. it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was grateful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> so you went to UCT? No, I went to... <laughs> <laughs> do I you, did my research do really research, well. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it, like, I went to uh, like UNISA through this other... Anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. a degree, you a business a degree. degree, then yeah. went and did a postgrad in advertising. Cool, man. Yeah, and then... And then you had your bike accident, and you learned to edit, and then you edited your sick 720p, 50 frames a second oh, GoPro footage, yeah, man. which I did too. I used to have all my movies were at 720p. I was like, it's worth it. It's, it's Guys, HD. It's just it's squint HD. a little bit. Yeah. Bring the screen close to your face. It's slow motion. <laughs> like, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it. This enjoy is the slow high mode. tech. Um, okay, so then you made mountain biking a mountain biking film. Yeah. And then and then, and then you got yeah you got a job. I got I got yeah my job was like filming sport because I used to be a sporty guy. Yeah. And then with all my accidents and whatever. I thought, well, if I can't compete yeah. in the sports side of things, well, like, let me at least cover it. Let me film it. Let me do this technology. And I, I literally just gave it a bash for a few months and I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose. And, mm-hmm. and it just kept going from there. Nice. Ended up running the media section of that company about two years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally decided, I'm out. Let's okay. try this free world stuff you're freelance but then even like then i took on a big client it was specialized at the time that they took up majority of my time specialized so, mountain bikes yeah or just yeah. the brand or was yeah it yeah specialized just bikes but then i used to go and film like all the red bull dudes sending it down nice. like it was i mean for me that's the best i'm outdoors i'm filming sport filming sport is probably the best thing you can do to learn quickly yeah because you have one shot literally yeah. you miss it you're losing your job Especially you had one like job downhill mountain bikers oh. it's like and they're gone yeah yeah and we don't have auto focus you know this is manual i'm just pulling that thing on the serenity 200 2.8 like what did i get it yeah 
<laughs> hope so. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there pulling manual focus. I also, like, one of my first film films that I ever made where I charged someone money was for um, Brunel University in, in Surrey. And I made a film for their athletics team. I went to one of their meets nice. and I shot... And as they're running down towards me on the track, I'm like trying to full focus on my 100 to 400. Yeah. Like, and the whole thing's on a dodgy, like plastic tripod shaking. Up. And then I also, I shot their netball team as well. Oh, Luckily yeah. their netball team is amazing and they just smash everyone always. So, and they're really good, like high-fiving and stuff. So it was, so it was easy, easy for you. But no, shooting sport is like such a great a entry level hmm. to learn um, how to like tell a story of an event that yeah. happened because it's and there's so much sport on always and I mean it's it's a really accessible thing to try and learn how to um, shoot and when you come to shoot like lifestyle you're like whoa everything's so slow slow down and you can like yeah, you can do it again it. if you want yeah. <laughs> yeah. live well, sport is hard with sport it's this thing where like the first time you get you try get the shot you're like you're just trying to get the shot mm. and then you start to get better and you're like, well, I'm nailing this. And then you get more risky with it. You're like, okay, this guy's coming past you. If I miss this, oh no. But then all of a sudden I'm planning this crazy shot and you, you're just risking it more and more until you get to mm -hmm. the point you're like, like you said, like all of a sudden you go towards lifestyle, something else which is a yeah. bit slower and you just feel like you've got this time to breathe and think more. Yeah. And then you can also incorporate that um, dynamism of your shooting style for sport into lifestyle too. Yeah. Um, because clients things, love it. It's yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh, you're telling me it's only going to take three days instead of the 42. The other guys quoted me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can do it all right now. Um, and that's kind of the, the freelancer thing as well as like solo missioning. Oh like yeah. You do everything. So you have to have your own gear. You have to show up on your own. Yeah. You have to, um, direct shoot, Full focus, Genial. sometimes produce and often produce. <laughs> yeah. And especially when it's your own stuff. Like you are a one man band, and that's kind of how a lot of young people start out, especially now when the traditional film sort of industry uh -huh. isn't actually that accessible because you have to have degrees and the camera yeah, gear is I mean, ridiculously expensive. It's and, not even an option I look at. You know, well, yeah. I'm obviously I'm just starting, but I'm like it's like it's a different it's just a completely different way of like it, shooting and filming things now there's this whole like a um evolution of run and gun like very high quality footage slow-mo handheld gimbals you can be that one-man band yeah. and produce something really high quality but um i think it's important um for young filmmakers out there to also understand that that's like the fastest way to learn yeah. like just go just and go fail and, and practice like, yeah because to like I, I i've never i've never called myself a creative in any way in terms of it's just it's just practice 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 be logical about mm -hmm. it understand what your client wants and deliver upon that like it's you can be creative but it also it's it's being extremely logical yeah is in a sense being creative that's why you have a shot list so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can literally check that you have all the shots that you need to put into your edit to make your edit easier. Unless, un, but with documentary filmmaking, you can have your shot list, three shots in, it all goes out the window. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden your, your main character's changed and all, oh. Yes. And that's the fun bit. It's the on the fly. That's what, 
and like you said doing it all yourself that's how you get the that self-gratification when you mm -hmm. finish your project and you were involved in every aspect man yeah. it feels good definitely yeah. and then when you do come to team up with people take it to the you, next level you can take things to the next level because you're firstly sharing your experience mm. with those around you and in your little team and more often than not um, everybody brings something that they're really really good at to the team and then shares it with everybody in that in that production and um, and you always walk away having learned how yeah, to man. do a production a little bit better so if, learning. Um, if yeah. yeah as long as you're learning I feel like you're winning it's Definitely. like especially when and in certain jobs where you're being paid to mm -hmm. do your job but you're learning on the side or it's like it's just yeah. it's amazing um so you say you used to be really sporty yeah what kind yeah. of sporty were you uh on the track like run 100 meters 400 long jump yeah i did long jump for zimbabwe you can't see Bryn right now obviously <laughs> but he's pretty tall Bryn, bruno's a big dude a big and dude. you're like an athletic powerful human being thank you thank you so you're a natural athlete i can not, totally imagine I, you doing not at like the moment long jump yeah, yeah not at the moment yeah not at the moment yeah. i need to get this get this physical body up to scratch were you bummed out that you didn't end up being a professional athlete and you were a filmmaker instead it's probably the only thing i consider my biggest regret in life really yeah that, you didn't, that i didn't pursue didn't the sports to, side more what would have what sort of um achievement in sport would you have been happy with like did you, did you want to just at least make the team for zimbabwe or i mean like i loved athletics yeah um because i was really good at it in the sense that in certain disciplines i was good at mm. and then i but i actually preferred instead of going to my tr like uh, track meets and stuff like that yeah i preferred to go play rugby i was I played with the first team rugby oh, nice. team. I preferred that because it was like a more of a team discipline. Yeah. And it's where track is very, it's a solo aspect. Mm -hmm. And although it's great to do well, but man, when you win in a team, it just feels even better because now you yeah, got the yeah. whole, yeah, everybody's yeah. like, hands up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So rugby. Yeah, rugby. rugby. Yeah, crazy sport. Um, but then you did mountain biking and you're good at riding bikes though aren't you uh no well i, I have fun at it i crash a lot because i Cause I, I push it. it more than i should <laughs> yeah, yeah beyond yeah. your abilities yes, yes yeah yes. <laughs> reminds me of my tattoo bro confidence too much confidence that, but I'm, but See, that's on the other side need. i got my scar and that's literally like how when it goes too far <laughs> so you have a, you can look at that every day exactly fuck um <laughs> rad dude um, what else was I going to ask you about? I was going to go back a little bit and ask you some mm. about a brief history of your YouTube channel in terms of um, the first sort of videos that you put out and how you got started. Um, but let me just have a little look through my notes. Well, the first time, like I started, I don't know, I started a while ago, but they're not like, it's really like, they're not great. It was more me. That was me practicing. You can yeah. see me practicing. In my own free time, like, you know, I'm working with clients. I'm trying to do odd bits and pieces of jobs and work. And that yeah. was me sort of like, hey, let me just try this out. Let me mm -hmm. do this. Um, although and it's not great, but at least it's, I hope that when I look back to those videos now, I am better because mm -hmm. then it's, you know, proof is in the pudding. Practice mm -hmm. makes perfect. Yeah. And um, 
the first time I actually tried to kind of start making videos for YouTube was when I was traveling with Specialized. Yeah. So I was visiting a lot of different countries, but you know, you're there for this other client and I might get a couple hours free by myself on in each country. And I would, instead of resting, I would go out and just try shoot B-roll yeah. of just, if I'm in New Zealand, I'm out and I'm just walking through forests trying to, and then I put together my own little video and I did yeah. like a weekly thing where every, I think, week or two I put up a minute diary of yeah. wherever I was and that was the first time I tried to actually like put things up and people noticed it and it was yeah. great consistency yeah and I stopped because truthfully like I just didn't have the time so those videos you were working with specialized I was there filming for someone else so then in my were. free time I'll try and make my own little thing yeah and go, they, were the, they were your little one minute diaries because yeah. there's like six or seven of those that mm. are back to back yeah. Um, and that was like two years ago. <sighs> Already. Yeah, man. Yeah. Does it not feel like two years ago? It feels like no. Like I'm still like trying to. You know, like, you never feel like you've ever made it. You know, you can't mm -hmm. say, "All right, let's go, let's go." Yeah. It's getting on those, on those on each of those minute videos are in a different country. I think well. so. Yeah. So you were shooting on location in different countries because yeah. you doing the edit for the the, the client mm -hmm. and then. At and night, we're doing, doing my little fun little edit. You're the double graft. <laughs> yeah. The late <laughs> shift. Right? Yeah, but it, it, it feels easy to do that, even though you're not getting paid a cent mm -hmm. for that, because even though a much bigger budget and time to make these other videos for this other client, but I'm making this one one minute, very below par video mm -hmm. for myself, for and that is for me, so it feels good. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Then, you've, then you're keen to go make the next exactly. one for a client. I suppose you're making yourself little reminders that this is the client work isn't forever. Yeah. If you want it to be forever, you yeah, can yeah. make it forever, of course, and you can make lots of beautiful money working for clients <laughs> in video. There's like there's so much work to be had out there, um, which I didn't know about either. I've realized, but it's all corporate work. It's like this is the thing. Like at least with working with specialized, you have a keen interest in firstly sport, mm. secondly mountain biking. Because I dig to shoot mountain biking, and I've yeah. shot um, triathlon before and yeah. a, a mixed variety of sports. But um, if it's something you actually are interested in, riding bikes as well, you know all the angles that you want to see. So that's like you're not just a filmmaker shooting mountain biking. You're a mountain biking fan who mountain bikes, who knows how <laughs> to helps. make mountain biking videos. Yeah. So if I was to go and shoot a fashion film, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you my heart wouldn't be in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just me. Yeah. Like I'm it very depends basic. how much you're getting paid, Renee. Like that's you can have your whole heart in it for the right yeah. price. <laughs> My Jersey. whole heart is available like, for a very large amount of money. Freelance tip. Your whole heart is available for the right paycheck. You, yeah. Get that money, put it in the bank and save it. Yeah. Pierre's still waiting for that check. Yeah, it's very important though. Shit, you gotta you gotta fund yourself through this mm. mission of self teaching filmmaking. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's crazy that you did like your little videos and that I suppose those yeah like are reminders to future Brino yeah that you're going to be making your own stuff too one day in these yeah. countries so it's like a um, exactly. sort of setting your goal and then there was a UK there's one called like London buses or something oh uh, yeah that was yeah a, that I was, was in the... you know that was the first one that I was introduced first film of yours that I was introduced oh, nice. to. Yeah, that one's okay. That one, again, like I'm there shooting for someone else. Who are you shooting for there? I was actually, you know, Kyle Myloff. Yeah. I was shooting with him for this other 
um, these other guys for visit Britain. Cool. Yeah, there's like some guys from tourism. Saudi. Yeah, some tourism mm-hmm. stuff. And cool. so I was shooting like they were doing vlog stuff. And I, then I just used all the B roll. Mm-hmm. As long as it's in the contract that to you can use it for and yourself. Travel yeah, I'm not all of these movies, by the way, all these films on Bryn's channel are like two minutes to yes. four minutes. Like yeah. there's a lot of like beautiful, like Bruno for me is one of the, if not the best at transitions, but not just like no, zoomy in the after effecty yeah. ones. Like your your the way you think out your shots um is sequential right like you yeah know. it just just in terms of just if, if i'm panning from left to right the next shot should also move from left to right just yeah. make it easy on the eye mm-hmm. but i definitely i've moved away from the good you know the transitions that play that have plagued youtube over yeah. the last year or two yeah, so you know? many zoom in transitions yeah so like i you know i i would i gave that a bash yeah that was some time back yeah and now i try to th- make it a bit more um professional like i don't have to throw stuff around and punch in and out Mm -hmm. the whole time to make it seem interesting a nice cut is always well appreciated just a cut like when the cut's right it shouldn't and it doesn't feel off that's (laughs) that's editing like you don't have to swoosh into that that slow motion (laughs) bikini butt (laughs) (laughs) um flip um okay so also also Aside from editing and stuff, um, your lady, your partner, Lisa. Mm, Lisa Peacock. Bless her little cock. Lisa, I'm so grateful that she lets me do this amount of traveling. And I was going to ask you, like, how does film freelance filmmaking and traveling sit with your relationship? Because that must mean long distance. It's right? tough. Yeah, we do a lot of long distance. Um, she's also in a kind of similar position at the moment with her work. She's mm-hmm. in between Zimbabwe. In a few cities within South Africa. Cool. So, but she, I mean, she just helps a lot. We we help each other in that sense, and the time we do spend together is obviously Epic. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, I just thank her so much that she lets me do it, and she knows like there's. I mean, the goal eventually we like to get to the point where I'm big enough where I can bring her with. She can be helping in terms of other productions because mm-hmm. I really hope that this goes to another level. I don't want to just be traveling by himself and mm-hmm. making little videos this yeah. at some stage over the next 10 years will hopefully evolve to something bigger gonna level up <laughs> yeah well, keen to level ding up ding. that's right is that the level up sound i guess so ding we can ding. add one in afterwards no. okay. bruno yeah. and i we have a very like a, one of our common interests is electronic music yeah <laughs> <laughs> both of us are a sucker for some uh, techno if you look at our whatsapp uh, i message the links it's yeah. just links links you don't say much other than like yo yeah, yeah. or like banger or headphones <laughs> headphones on yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharing that spotify love all the time <laughs> and then we both have all spoken um numerous times about how cool it would be to be able to make our own music for our oh. own videos like fuck I almost said <sighs> the F word, but like flipping, flipping, flipping Tim flipping Kellner, flipping oh, Tim Kellner, Tim, Timmy, you know the what? Hero. I was genuinely thinking of Tim last night while yeah. I was in bed. That's kind of weird. That's kind of sorry, weird. Tim, if you hear that. But don't be sorry. Yeah, but genuine. <laughs> I was like, man, like I really, really appreciate that this man can create his own music for his own films, and he's skilled, highly skilled at both. Mm-hmm. It is a talent I wish I had. 
And I did spend the first few days of this year sitting on GarageBand trying to make some music and yeah. I appreciate it so much more now exactly. knowing how hard it is. Like the first time you try surfing, you come out the water and you're like, okay, all right, that's those guys are really good. World Surf League, <laughs> mm, they're, they're pretty good. Tim Kellner is the Kelly Slater of like making your own music and film together. Like <laughs> yeah. He's killing it. I'm pretty sure every film he makes that he puts on Vimeo gets a um, staff pick as well yeah he did get a staff pick recently and he's the nicest dude yeah ever. we worked with him on the audi project mm. together hey i hope i get to work with him again soon yeah Maybe shout cool. out tim kellner Timmy on instagram tim to the wild <laughs> um yeah legend but we want to make music like yeah. tim so tim if you're listening to this come to south africa and give us like a boot camp <laughs> of how it all works <laughs> Tim's like the nicest, most gentle person yeah, that I know as is. well. He probably is just sitting there going, okay, yeah, I could do that. All right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Make it happen. <laughs> but I want to make a, I want to make a little jingle for my podcast. Um, so I've got one, of, I've got little, uh, little rolly blocks pad and I'm going to try and make some music. For this, for this episode. For this one. Are we oh. going to do it right after this? Oh. So if you heard the intro at the beginning, that was made half an hour after this was recorded. Damn, pressure's on. Such a funny thought. Pressure's like, on. Imagine like we don't make anything, which is a high possibility. <laughs> and then in in the end, because <laughs> we have to deliver a jingle. Now we have to. Now we have to deliver a jingle. We just end up doing a little sing. We just sing something do, into do, our iPhone. Do. It's Ben Brown featuring the Bruno. Do, 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 do. Well, they, we That's have it. that now. <clears throat> if nothing comes to fruition, done. <laughs> in the bank <laughs> um but yeah we hopefully are going to learn how to make some beats um but yeah bruno and i like to go dancing together also uh, yeah. not ballroom dancing <laughs> not ballroom dancing I, I would be up if you invited me i would put the speakers but, in the ballroom and oh, i'll dance in it but yeah. it w i wouldn't call it classical ballroom no but we like to go and um, stomp it stomp the dance floor down a little bit yes <laughs> I don't do it nearly as much as I used to when I was a young kid see I'm new to the festival scene I'm new to dance music like house music and yeah. trance and side trance and um, but yeah you've been there oh man but you, you also went to university yeah, I never went yeah, to yeah I was going to say like university days that were like you're just in a tent camping out in the middle of nowhere going out to parties like you have a good time yeah it's great times. but i can still do it now i'm young yeah you're not even 30 yet dude <laughs> so yeah, we, that's why we've got to travel now while we can while you're young because it does get harder i'm sure um it hasn't felt for me harder but i'm like i just feel like physically like climbing physically, volcanoes yeah and, my patience is tested yeah. like more traveling now because i've done so much of it and also every time i'm on a plane now i'm like that's quite a lot of carbon footprint and then i'm like mm. but this plane would be going anyway someone else would be sat in it like uh, it's, a, it's it's probably the hardest thing to think about it's hard to think about that yeah. but i'm gonna be trying to do a little less flying this year mostly for my sanity so that i can get <laughs> some routine in place for long periods of time but i need to go somewhere crazy i'm doing the where? research at the moment uh, i've got a few in mind don't, I give don't want, them away. yeah yeah i don't want to give it away because i'm like away. if i go it's going to be like my mongolia thing where yeah. i can just go off and just be in the proper wild middle of nowhere nice for two weeks come back and make a nice little film that's a lacquer segue into 
the next section where we're going to talk about your journey into Mongolia film, which is, which you put out like nine months ago. Yeah, that one's done actually well. It's done really well. It's got 264,000 views, which obviously this isn't like a view or numbers pumping game. It's just a good indicator to how how much people are enjoying and sharing it. So two over quarter of a million views in nine months. That's awesome. So you can assume that that will, in the long run, get over five hundred thousand views. It's just nice to see that, like, you put it up there, and like the views took over in terms of like it's being watched Consistent. because people are sharing it and they yeah. enjoy it. It's the shares that mean something. A view, someone can watch five minutes. I mean, five seconds and be over it. But if someone's sharing it and the views are going up, it at what it does feel good. Yeah. Um. So you must have gone with a big team to make such an epic film. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Tell was... Tell us about the production from Mongolia. What took you there in the first place? Um, I just, it was beginning of last year and like I just left Specialized because I wanted to do different things. I wanted to spend more time doing other things and I looked at some crazy places and I was like, oh, no one's really going out to Mongolia. Mm. Man, and I did some more research. I'm like, this looks crazy. <laughs> yeah. And just, I so, mean, it's not really like the sort of place, well, for me anyway, where I'm like not rushing to Mongolia right now. Especially if you become a vegan, you cannot visit. Really? Is it meat heavy? I, I isn't going to sound right, but like I ate horse and goat Whoa. for the entire time. So like out in the West, like, like it's proper. Mongolia. Yeah, in the, in the West, like, I was living with nomads. Whoa. So, like, you stay with, like, the eagle hunters, mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, they use the eagles to hunt. Okay. Yeah, they use, yeah, yeah, sorry. They use <laughs> the a, eagles to A hunt. lot of you guys will may well have watched this film already, but if you don't, definitely check it out. I'll link it in the description. I actually will. Um, there was no plan with When that you go video. through, just also check out Bruno's channel and hit subscribe and give oh. that guy some love with thumbs up because this work is not a one-man band kind of film <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a good film Thanks, guys you have to it. go and check it out um it was yeah yeah no electricity out there either okay so not an easy shoot so i had power banks to charge my camera batteries there were times where i wanted to shoot but i'm like oh save the battery save the battery whoa so hang on what cam tell the people your camera set uh, just we're 49 minutes in and we haven't even spoken Jeez. about gear yet yeah because it isn't that important let's be honest but it's a gh5 mm-hmm. super small and simple metabones adapter and i use the majority of the time an 18 to 35 sigma yeah. 83 1.8 and the 7200 F4, the cheap one, the small little crappy one. So your you know? camera bag is not like, um, mm. a, as people would most likely expect, like a just an, an array of different glass, like <laughs> no. all Canon can't or afford all, all that. Sony yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And, oh, and then I, um, I had a gimbal. Mm-hmm. I had this Zion Crane 2 at that stage. Um, you were one of the first people to consistently be using those gimbals, no? I tried. I was what well, I, I, I used to. While, I used right? to use the, the what's the HD fly cam? Oh, thing. the non-electronic one yeah. that I used to use. Also, yeah, yeah, man, like that thing was especially filming sport. Mm-hmm. If I can, because if if an athlete's coming past me and I can run instead of getting a shot of him coming past, yeah. I can now get run a shot of a static one of him coming towards me. Then I can you know punch in, get a tighter shot, zoom back out, run with him, get his face aim down, get his feet, get behind him, then end up him going away. All of a sudden, instead of getting one shot of him going past, I've now got seven or eight shots that I can actually edit a little sequence together. Nice. So. Enter the mind of the filmmaker Bruno. <laughs> no, it's just about getting the most 
out of a little it feels like the basics doesn't it but it takes a long time to figure out how much juice you can squeeze out of a production (laughs) um yeah so mongolia wasn't easy what was like what was the highlight of mongolia how long were you there for i was there probably like in the west probably like 10 days Mm -hmm. um i ended up staying a little longer but i didn't shoot because there was a sandstorm that came through and i missed my flight Shit. And I was paying for my own flights and I didn't have... This was like a, one of those tiny little ones just between towns. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't on my same itinerary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to like fork out to get another ticket. And yeah, I spent a lot of money on that trip in the end. Yeah, I managed again to get guys to help me out. Indie Guide. They helped me out on that side with regards to helping me with like a translator and a driver. Okay, cool. And then we just cruised. Nice. And like... Cruising cruised shot. like there's no roads well there's roads but you're dirt roading it in these through these mountains for hours through the snow <laughs> it was incredible your driver and the people you were with it was just you and a driver yeah did he speak english uh no the driver didn't speak i landed at the first airport and i thought like hey i'm being picked up at the airport i don't even know who t- he he just saw me and i kept pointing at me I mean this is a very small airport so like yeah. he can see me get off the plane yeah and i'm like okay i presume that's who i get in the car with then i get in this russian four by four which looks epic you should just <laughs> yeah. go watch the film to see this go car. see the film yeah and i presume he's taking me to like the, the headquarters or like to the the little spot i'm staying at for the night six hours later i'm still cruising through the mountains what? no idea like how far away i'm going or what and i at the time, I thought it might be just like 10, 15 minutes. I've got the drone up. I'm yeah. filming every. You know, I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just filming everything. Six hours later, I've gone through like four drone batteries and I don't even know if I'm going to have electricity at, at the, the other end. <laughs> so I was like, Brent, you are just, just slow it down, boy. Slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you had a driver that didn't speak English in a country yeah. and you had, and that you've never been to. Um, and how was the driver in like cooperating with you to pull um, over and get shots? Because that's often hard, isn't it? When the when you when you've hired someone or you're working with someone who's just there to they, drive you they, they, and they don't know about shooting, I mean, how do you communicate with someone like that? Well, the first thing I did was like you have to make friends with them, and obviously we couldn't speak, but like I tried to explain to him what I was doing. When I was filming. I would show him some shots. Mm-hmm. I took photos of him on the drive we would stop Ooh. i took some photos of him and that night I, when i got in i edited them he had um like this old iphone mm-hmm. and so he just air, i airdropped them all to his phone and showed him sick and instantly like he was stoked and happy and he understood like whoa like oh rad okay so that was just kind Good of the way end. to like break then, down the yeah, barrier a little yeah. bit and like i did have a translator later after that um i met up here with some other guys along the way mm. But then, yeah, the second half of the trip was properly like, was properly on my own. You don't even speak for a long time because you don't actually yeah have anything to say. It's cool, and like you, you're staying. I'm in the mountains, so in the Altai Mountains, it's where Mongolia meets China meets Russia meets Kazakhstan, I think. Whoa, so Kazakhstan. The, yeah, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. One of them. <laughs> one of the stands ignorance yeah <laughs> i can't remember right now but anyway so i'm like four thousand meters above sea level staying in this little house and like i set my alarm for like 6 a.m so i could wake up and i can't speak with the family i'm staying with either yeah so i just like get my camera out and i do the whole like point at them point at camera point back at them meaning like can i film you yeah and they give me a little nod and then i just like 
shuffle Stop. around them for the next Shoot three them. hours and it's like this is their daily life wow. they're out milking the yaks wow. like scraping the ice off the backs of the horses you know and then like saddling yeah. up next thing we're riding into the mountains and yeah it was the whole experience for me i i truly enjoyed it good and was it like how do you like missioning on your own solo missioning like that i do because i have more say in terms of when i want to stop and all i say actually yeah <laughs> yeah you can yeah. do what you want it's because i don't when i'm with other people i don't like interfering with them if we're going and i want to stop and film something i know that the other people are going like oh, can't we just go now yeah and that affects me yeah so it stresses you out yeah yeah you so want to being do by yourself your you, you don't mind if it's a waste of time yeah i hate wasting other people's time yeah true um but again i definitely prefer being released with a friend because yeah. you i don't know if i've uh, i like being around people yeah me yeah. too yeah. i'm a people person too yeah lots of banter yeah. i often find like in the tough jokes times go wasted like there's so many jokes that i missed out on when i'm on my own but Can I, you? I laugh to myself about it obviously but like <laughs> sometimes i'm like if i had my mate here we would yeah, have be... such a laugh about this one thing but instead you, you, you're just sitting by yourself going yeah man like if if we could do more like, like the kenya trip oh yeah if we could do that again well, we're trying to plan one now at the moment for later this year somewhere. Yeah. But something like that, where it's a bunch of friends all doing what they love. Oh, I don't know. I'm just like, it's just, that's, that's me just having a good time. That's me genuinely like, that's what, all I want to do. That's the goal. Spend more time either on the road or shooting or with your friends shooting or just with your friends or on your own shooting. Just all the things that hmm. make you stoked and yeah. sitting in that like truth and happiness in yourself like line more of those things up in the future that's exactly what we want and definitely kenya the, so bruno was on guys you know when i went and drove with nicole my ex <clears throat> all the way up to the masai mara and back in kenya from cape town that was two years ago or a year and a half ago now incredible trip amazing epic trip i've spoken about it a couple of times on the podcast but um Bruno was part of the team that flew up to Nairobi to Kenya to join us for three weeks cruising cruising around Kenya to all these different locations and epic places to film and that's when we really got to know each other also yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody was like it was a tight group of like eight of us in three Land Rover Defenders that were Puma was by far the most reliable <laughs> like by far the landy there that we were driving oh, man i'm like i'm so okay yeah we did have it broke down a couple times yeah but yeah. in general like the fact it got through all those thousands of kilometers we did is yeah. amazing yeah they are some the old old ones that are just like tractors you're like well there's <laughs> nothing on here that can go wrong it just is making a noise and it goes <laughs> along so it's fine no but bruno was part of the team and um for that shot for that shoot and uh, the kenya visual vibes is still awaiting completion it's pr but it's been done for about a year to be honest it's yeah. been nine eighty five yeah. percent done the full draft is there it actually just needs a voiceover and some cleaning up yeah it just needs a bit of time and energy put into it which um there's just been a lot of life that has got in the way life does get in the way of these things though yeah. but 
we'll have that thing done at some stage and it's going to be such a fun film to put out and it'll probably be on like the two year anniversary after we <laughs> shot it and then everybody will be like whoa you spent two years we'll, in we'll the post-production we'll, we'll be like yeah, yeah. we did <laughs> we'll do a Sorry. reunion no, we'll do a reunion it's going to be sick yeah no I mean it is so yeah Kenya was basically one of the first times that me and Bruno really start to get to know each other <clears throat> And there were some stories from that trip. So, so many. many stories. This is what you never even released your vlogs from that trip. I know. I got a, I did those a whole the, bunch of vlogs that never even went out. Those need to at some stage when you start uploading again, bring mm. those up. Man, there was some funny stuff that happened out there. Mainly due to <laughs> things breaking and not going to plan, getting yeah. stuck in the, oh. the... The things that make a road trip a road trip. Yeah plus a whole layer of Africa over the top of that, which just makes things super fun, super muddy, like remote, um, anything can happen, anyone can help you. Like traveling through Africa is one thing, but traveling with three um, defenders with a crew of eight through Kenya over three weeks with a whole bunch of camera gear, we did sunrise every morning. We did. Yeah. We didn't have one fight. There was no like no, there group was fight. We just no friction. When you're seeing something new every day, your mind is so on a high from just experiencing new things every day. Yeah. It's like those other things become so petty. Yeah, you're like that's just good. Nobody wants to kill the vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so what did we see when we were in Kenya? We went to a place called Lake Bogoria, which is like flamingos, flamingo city. Like you've never seen <laughs> flamingo so city. So many flamingos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flaming Joes. Flaming Joes flying through the sky. And there was this one bit where we went to film for the whole afternoon um, or the whole morning or something. But towards the end of when we were filming <clears throat> on the other side of the lake was, um, and this is like a, it's almost like a volcanic-y kind of lake. So you don't want to go swimming in it. It's like, looks pretty oh, yeah, no, sulfury no, and it smells a bit weird. And yeah, it's kind of weird. But in the background is big green tropical mountain, like rolling hills. And, and a rainbow. And as we were leaving, yeah, the rain just opened up over the mountain. The, sh- the sun's coming from the side and getting quite low at this stage as well. And then this huge rainbow just goes across the whole of the green mountains. Oh, those shots haven't even been seen. Nobody's seen those shots yet. We were like... There's one small one from my camera on my Kenya video, but I purposely left out so much of my video because I was like, nah, of the ah, good, good stuff. Yeah, because I'm like, ah, Shame, this is it? for the film. This is yeah, for, yeah. There's so many, there's like, like the Mount Kenya helicopter stuff. This is another thing that we got up for sunrise and this was on Nordia's birthday. Yes, yeah, yeah. We got up for sunrise and flew doors off heli around Mount Kenya, which was... And I think you guys are these stories might you might recognize some of these stories because of things like Instagram posts. So there's a few photos that went out, but hardly any of the video has gone out um, from those kind of none. And Shane Brenner got up for sunrise just to shoot the helicopter flying off. He didn't even get to go in the heli. (laughs) No, there was no room for me. Look, it was Nordir's birthday. He he was the man that was going up there. So it was me, Nicole, and Nordir in this. this And then I filmed. Everyone getting into the helicopter, taking off, and then landing. Hmm? And everyone going, who was Isaac? Yeah, it was, it was such, a good, such a good trip, Flip. And it started off, we were obviously met up in Nairobi. Mm. Um, and 
we were there maybe three or four days before you were and Pumbaa had kind of limped in limped into Nairobi not a good state so we had a bunch of work done um, at a Land Rover place called Bush Rover in Nairobi Bush Rover that's the most like Land Rover yeah Yeah. and of course it's the Land Rover logo but instead of land it just says Bush it's like ridiculous (laughs) so they were fixing Pumbaa up um and we we rented an airbnb that was like an eight bedroom mansion that had clearly like the suburb had gone downhill somewhat in nairobi yeah. like people that you could rent super cheap beautiful for like a hundred pounds for yeah. a night you could rent an eight room beautiful mansion so we all met up there and it was i was so relieved to see everybody because it was a rough few days yeah it was like I'd been on the road with Nicole for like six weeks, <laughs> seven weeks or something. And we were like halfway through the total trip that we were doing. But just to like have the boys yeah. come through and just with the boys banter. Was, and like there was, it was such a relief. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it was a great start to our, our little trip. Yeah. Um, and cool. we went up on the top of a skyscraper oh, um, and shot like all sorts of footage of Nairobi is a wild city hey man it's it's huge yeah it's really big isn't it regarded like as the capital yes, of Africa yes no it's the biggest yes yeah. yeah you're right and we broke down that day in the city remember in the middle of the road in the middle of the road in rush hour traffic so like this is a huge city like rush hour traffic is I don't know crazy it's pretty crazy and the thing is there's not many rules there's not many rules <laughs> so, in africa so generally. Think, think of like i don't know new york traffic standstill but yeah. african rules yeah um yeah we it stalled the car stalled we couldn't start it again next you know but then there's people running off the side of the road getting out of their cars yeah. like pushing our big land rover we're like, just super embarrassed because like because we just couldn't get it together to be honest it was actually a range rover it was like a V8, oh, yes. old V8 Range Rover, and it had it a choke, and it had, Jeez, um, it yeah, in the end, because it gave us this so much trouble, like two days before we were leaving, um, we swapped it out for a almost as broken <laughs> Defender. <laughs> I'd say as broken. As broken. But yeah. but yeah, we're like, this thing's going, ring, 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 and the engine won't turn over. I'm like, come on, come on, like twiddling all the things, like trying to just make something work, and eventually it came good. And we had SP in the back. Yeah, he was We'd vlogging it. SP was blogging it. So yeah, you should watch his vlogs. I actually watched them not so long ago, and I had a laugh. Man. They were so lots of inside vlogs. jokes, though. Yeah, some that are going to go over everyone's head, but yeah. I'm like, oh, no, we must go and watch that SP. Maybe we should yeah. watch it after we finish yeah, recording yeah, this. I want to watch that let's vlog. Do that. Um, if we do, we'll link it in the description. If it's not there, it's because we didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> but then we got the engine started and we cleared the highway and like managed to get back to our airbnb and i thought it'd be really a good idea to like take a shortcut oh yeah you remember this? yeah yeah we completely ended we ended up in the dark completely on a dirt road we got it got stuck again in between two suburbs and like an an informal settlement so oh yeah, but all of a sudden we're standing there you we've i've got this i filmed this i was filming you yeah and there's like 30 sheep that come out of nowhere and like surround our car and then a guy pitches up with a rifle with a rifle and says this is not safe you luckily yeah security guy (laughs) yeah and all of a sudden it got so we were like laughing and joking like bro like what okay yeah we were laughing and thought it was hilarious because there was a little bit of four by fouring to get like across this area 
in the middle of Nairobi um, thinking that that was a great idea and then I managed to stall the car which is actually why we had to restart it on the highway because I stalled it as well embarrassing <laughs> and then this we dude shows up out of nowhere with a rifle telling us to get out of here like this is there, there's like ganglands over there and there's like I was, he was surprised that we were still there like and hadn't been robbed yet basically <laughs> he left me to push start this car well what and just watched there's like Bruno, this little dude, well, tall, skinny dude, trying to push this Range Rover. With Range ben in it, like, all right, send it back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Okay, we're definitely watching the vlog after yeah. this. It's going to be so funny. Um, so that was, and this is, we hadn't even left Nairobi yet. There were so many great stories getting stuck in the mud. Yeah, I'm looking forward to putting all of that content out at some stage once I can, like, get my head around the volume of like work yeah, it was we shot a lot to re yeah. required to like get that finished but like you say the kenya visual vibes is like 85 percent done so we just need to like pull it together yeah and then yeah we'll figure it out um so stay tuned for that maybe coming 2022 <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad year um but shit flip how are you enjoying being on the podcast? So yeah, far? man. To be honest, I I completely forget we was on a podcast. Yeah. Oh like... shit! No, I did hit record. I, as you said that, I was oh. like, did I forget to hit record? Oh. No, it's know. chill. I could talk way more. I got so like this. I could go into so much more detail. But we've already been talking for over like an hour now. Yeah, if dude. there's anyone still listening, if there's anyone out there, if there's anyone out there, we appreciate it. <laughs> Um, if there's anyone out there I'm sorry I forgot to link all the links that I said I was going <laughs> to um, but no let's talk a little bit more about a couple more films because mm. there's some really interesting ones alright I'll be about. a lot more concise now okay this is long form you don't have to be concise but tell me about there's a film called Just Japan uh, again that's, a year ago yeah shot that in 48 hours whoa yeah because I was down there again filming for other people right. and my friend and my mate Etienne ET, we booked, we went down two days, 48 hours early in a way. So that. Okay, so you had time. So we literally landed at midnight in Tokyo and we drove for six hours, so into the morning wow. to Kyoto. Okay. And we got to Kyoto for sunrise and I just started, I was like, fuck, I'm filming. And I was like, <laughs> so I just filmed stuff and like. Are you not we stayed in well, we stayed in the capsule hotel vibes. Oh, cool! Those were those were fun and interesting, uh, communal showering and all that vibe yeah, in the middle yeah. of Tokyo. I like Japan, Japan, like for that. When I've only been once, and it was when I was seventeen for the Junior Sprint World Championships. We went to a place called Komatsu, but one of my fun, like one of my most <laughs> hilarious memories is like an under the hotel. There's like a spa always under the hotels. Yeah. And everybody, yeah, is there like showering, but you'd like sit on a small stool, like squat down on yes. the stool in front of a mirror with like all different nozzles and showers and stuff and all different shampoos. And they dudes would literally just sit there in front of the mirror, just washing themselves. We were just in sitting a there in a, in a line almost, just with like a, on like this bucket. And then like, it was like, it's, it's not like middle of nowhere. This is just, it yeah. was, it looked very, it was very clean and very organized, but. Oh, I had for the me, best clean of my life. Yeah, <laughs> coming from little Zimbabwe, like we don't really do that. No, what we what was funny about when we were in this, like, I mean, we were seventeen, eighteen, I think. Yeah. And 
it's of course the spa has got like nice music and everybody's being very respectful and nobody's really looking at each other and it's like everybody's just going about their business Japan is all about respect yeah well wow. and then we come along and decide to put the nozzle like the shower hose that we're using on ice cold and then just like start accidentally spraying people that are around us with it and they get like a little fright but think it was hilarious and then we were having like a cold water hose shower fight this is sounding very homoerotic now yeah like, with <laughs> these random japanese very dudes yeah <laughs> I, then, I, I, I can actually <laughs> visually picture this and it's not pretty no i mean I can just not see you running around <laughs> naked in Japan, <laughs> wetting other lads. Slipping on the soap. Oh, Shit. man. No, that was quite amazing. <laughs> and then, anyway, we calmed down. Everybody thought it was hilarious. The security asked us to, like, settle down. You're in a spa. Settle down, boys. And then we all went and sat in the sauna for, like, 20 minutes. It was great. Japan, I'll be back. Yeah. I was supposed to be going this month or next month, but it looks like something else has come up instead. Something good? Yes, no, something good. I have. I haven't said yes to a single job this year yet. Whoa. Well, like, okay, I mean, like big jobs, like yeah. proper. Mainly because, well, th- thankfully, I'm in a position now where I'm able to say that. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, there is a time when you're starting, you do kind of say yes to everything. Yeah. But I'm starting to be like, there's certain jobs that I want to do, and there's certain ones like you know I've just done for just to get some bucks and to learn. Yeah. Where now you learn kind of how much your time is worth and. Mm-hmm. That's good advice for young filmmakers. Yeah. It's like trying to understand over time it's like hard. how much you should be charging someone and when you should actually be staying at home, resting, saving your money, working on your skills or your personal work exactly. instead of just constantly chasing a check yeah. to upgrade your gear. Or I think people are going to be surprised at your gear setup not being more expensive and more elaborate because the quality of your cheap. films like sort of indicates otherwise really people Thank wouldn't you. be surprised if you had a, pe- a peli case full of like <laughs> all the best lenses and stuff so truthfully most people can afford like if it's something you're passionate about or truly want to get involved in a little bit of saving up and some help from your parents or something like that you, yeah. you can afford my setup very easily yeah and th- and i think that if you're constantly concerned about your content being better through a better setup that's when you can also end up working to pay for your gear when you should have actually just been like chilling or staying at home and it wasn't necessarily the best thing for your career to have to chase another check yeah just to pay for an upgrade of gear that your films like could be improved anyway that's very true um yeah so we do save get your caught bucks. up on that or buy second hand or like oh my, my yeah my lens is a second hand nice as long as the optics the glass is still good it doesn't depreciate yeah you know like as long as it's still working all right and there's no scratches truthfully that glass if it was made 10 years ago is still just still good good. nice yeah so um second we could we could have a five hour long podcast just talking about gear truthfully because we all love gear we love like i love yeah i don't i can't afford it or can't go buy it or but i love to research on it yeah and also there's if you're into gear you live in such a lucky time because um the the rate of improvement of technology (laughs) and filmmaking is just it's like scary the capabilities of some very affordable cameras now Um, canon 60d was where it started where it started for me okay you were on the 60d 60D with the kit lens 18 to 135 if like I think it's like 3.5, 5.6 or something. Yeah. Not a great lens. 
Um, but then I was shooting and Did I loved the, uh, the tilty flippy arty screen and Sick. I could shoot 7, 20, 50 frames a second. Perfect. And I'm just like, wow, look at, look at all this depth of field. This That's looks so you cinematic. You want that depth of field? Yeah. 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 It's actually not quite so much about the depth of field and more about like the quality of the glass that ends up giving you a nice look. Yeah, geez, back then there was no shooting in nice picture profiles either. I, I tried, I would download these weird ones off the internet and stuff and try to it. Or, what, like plug-in LUTs? Yeah, things. kind yeah. of thing, yeah, just to try to get it more, uh, a flatter look. Yep. But the bit rate back then on the on those codecs was so bad. It's low anyway. You try yeah. color grade that stuff and it just looks like you're just looking at Lego. Yeah. It's just, it just falls apart. Would you dig to have like... What would your cam your dream camera bag look like? Do you think? Have you even gone that far? No, I, do, I don't. That, that. And I'm not like I'm also I'm the type of guy like I don't have my dream car, my dream house because I'm like, mm. it's not that I don't have goals. I'm like super realistic. <laughs> <laughs> but you must dream for them to. I actually, do. No, never. I know it's coming because yeah. it's continuously. I'm getting better. Oh, so it's more like a deep knowing rather than it's a, milestones. Like, I have to dream. Milestones. We're okay. getting there. It's like these little ticking boxes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> No, but with it, in terms of uh, camera gear giving you a level up in terms of like quality of footage that you can grade really nicely and it, it, it no doubt helps. But and then you have to get all new st like stabilized like gimbals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to something, if you like can afford red, it, great. Mm, yeah. But if you're out there and you can't, don't beat yourself up about it. It's not. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, man. Any other advice for um, young up-and-coming or even old up-and-coming filmmakers? No, I'm, I'm asking for advice still from everyone. I message you, Ben, all the time. And That's a good advice. piece of advice to keep asking for I, advice. Like, I'm, like, I'm, we're lucky. And the thing is, we take for granted, like, for Instagram and the DMs and stuff. I can't reply to everyone, and I don't. But majority that do, and I try help. And, like, you, it's just amazing. We can, and I, I get to reach out to other people. Um, you know, like the people that I've met purely through Instagram and working with certain different individuals out of all, yeah, you know, Fitz, I've done stuff with Fun for Louie, you, yeah. you've worked with uh, old Sam Calder, I was yeah. with him in December now, yeah. um, shooting in Indo, and then like you, you just meet people as you go, and you constantly, you're meeting these new people, I'm like, old Dan Mace even, look at him, yeah, man. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in working with Casey Neistat now, and like, I was making films for him before I quit my first job. In my free time, I was yeah for free. Yeah, I made all those things for free. Sure. You just got to keep going, I guess. Yeah, That's you like... you know where to like earn your money from, and then there's certain things that like don't really have a price tag. You're like this is what I, if you're really that passionate. Yeah. It just sucks that some people take advantage of that, and yeah, <laughs> companies do like yeah, we'll give you exposure. Yeah, um, exposure doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. No. Um, but there are ways of developing um, relationships with good sort of groundwork with brands. So if there's specifically like a brand um, that has a product that you want to use or purchase anyway, that you think is going to improve your filmmaking, um, depending obviously on the size of your platforms and things like that it's not it's never a bad idea to say like do you mind if I can review your products and like make a yeah. thing out of it and say this 
was in collaboration and then you can then you have some material that's work that you've worked with a brand to then show other brands who um, you could potentially work with so it's about also kind of building a portfolio um, but that's assuming that you want to work with brands and put stuff on your own channels whereas Bryn how you have your own channel for your own private work and then you work with other people on their projects yeah like I do I do get contacted by brands I want to work with me and stuff but I, I'm weirdly picky about it I don't yeah. know and like I don't know if it's if it's a positive yet or negative to be honest but like I say no to a lot of often I'm like it's not worth the amount of money for me to do that unless yeah. it really aligns with what I genuinely want to do yeah. and I think it's beneficial And but then again like I think when I get to the point where I, I can actually make money off putting videos on my YouTube I'm pretty certain it will I have to get brands involved and it's I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing no. people are like oh he sold out hmm when like, like you, but I'm like guys. No, I went full time. Do you think? Do you think a television show that you're watching on this thing was, you know, like, there's many brands involved in many in many aspects. We got yeah. it's just that's a whole other story. But I think branded content can be done properly. Like if yeah. it, if it makes sense, there's a lot of people out there that are doing their vlog and then all of a sudden selling a vacuum cleaner halfway through, and you know. If that's your target audience and they're into that, cool. But like this, it's just choosing the right brands to work with Definitely. and what to do. And and I think like you're um, working with brands in a way that, with an approach of like maintaining your integrity, hmm. is definitely a great idea. But I think for me, I've said no to so many brands because I wasn't sure whether it aligned with my integrity and like my core values. I got I I became way too fussy with that in a sense, and now. I mean, it's always easier to look back with hindsight, but um, yeah, I think uh, there are some opportunities that I wish that I had actually taken, and I didn't because of fear of my audience judging me and thinking that I was doing this only for the money. Um, so maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't take those branded opportunities at the time because at the time maybe I was just doing it for the money like and maybe that was like my key concern and like i think with a lot of a lot of the time that i spent vlogging i wasn't exactly sure why i was vlogging it was just yeah, to fulfill you were, like a lifestyle because you were too busy editing you I was too have busy editing to charging my battery it's <laughs> like finding internet what a crazy life yeah man. it was a wild existence you're it's nice to actually take some time and i'm now like at least pretty much a year into just taking more time for myself and just trying to figure out like what it is exactly that I want to do and it's no harm in that and like sometimes it's very clear other times it's not that clear but you said that you're just this is the first time that you've just been saying no to potential work That's because because I'm saying no because I'm like I could say yes to this um, and earn a bit of bucks and do this but by saying yes if I get offered these opportunities that I'm really looking for yeah I can't say yes to them so i've kind of been saying no to things hoping and putting hoping. it out there that this is the direction i want to go in yeah and i'm trying to figure it out and there's a lot it's it's a lot of, it's learning for me like this is the thing like this is all new for me still yeah. so it's fascinating and um yeah like this year i've already i've earned enough to just pay all my expenses and whatnot but um i'm way like i want to figure it out and if it means just doing one big job that 
gives me a big amount of money, even though it's not what exactly I want to do, yeah. but that money enables me to go out and do what I want to do, then that's fine as well. Definitely. I think having that approach with, um, for anyone anyway, is a good idea with money, but specifically if you're looking to make progress as a freelancer, looking at money as energy that you can then, you're literally like gaining energies to buy you time to then mm. like, be like, okay, what's my plan now? I've got some money in the bank. Like, do I have a game plan? Like, am I going to invest some of it into travel or some of it into gear? Or um, just understanding that when you do get those first paychecks in um, for the first like year or so, it would be very obvious what you want to spend your money on. Um, but just buying yourself time mm. to not have to chase checks is the dream. Um and if you find yourself in a position where you can afford that, those kinds of opportunities, take them and just reuse your time really well. Just trying to figure out like, I suppose, um, what kind of content you want to shoot. If you have like a spare month on your hands, maybe you can experiment with three or four different like test shoots yeah. around locally to you. And don't worry if you get one wrong because, like you said, you're working it out. So if yeah, you there is put no time wrong. and yeah, if you put time and effort in, and you're like, "Whoa, that's not the direction I want to go," well, now you know mm. you don't have to waste time and effort thinking about that. Which is so that's the phase I'm in. Right. You know, like last year, like I did a large variation of types of things. I mean, even you know, editing music videos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? So just seeing like are these things I like, are these things I can do, and then there's also things I learned that like staying away from that. Like I'm. Yeah. Like I'm going to try to stay away from the waiting side of things and that that's, I struggle with that personally because it's quite a big thing for, you can go into the detail, but yeah, it's not, <laughs> for me that is, it's hard work. Yeah. I've done a couple of weddings. Yeah. And, and I've learned. I learned quite quickly that I, weddings aren't for me. And there's definitely individuals who are really good at it and super talented and they're their personality everything lends itself to becoming I know I say that like I'm, I'm a so bit jealous bleak. yeah I'm bleak like it's not for me but yeah, that's not cool and because people, weddings are beautiful to film they're really monetizable yeah, <laughs> like they are there's good money happen. out there if you if you if you're hungry for money mm -hmm. if you need cash with your filmmaking side of things and you want to learn how to work in a high pressure environment with like <laughs> um that, that kiss only happens once make sure to focus I missed the ceremony of one of the, the whole ceremony of one <laughs> the of the first when I was so distraught. I was like, maybe I should just sell my camera. How did you miss the whole ceremony? Very easily. So <laughs> I was waiting at the hotel like arrival area for the beautiful car to come through and the, the bride get out. I'm literally stood there and I'm like, hmm. They're like three or four minutes late by now, and I'm stood there with the photographer too. Okay, okay. And we see you with someone else. It wasn't just yourself questioning. So, and then um, like five minutes later, I'm like, "Are you sure that like that is they usually this late? What's going on?" And then um, someone, someone from the hotel comes running out. It's like, "Are you the photographer and filmmaker?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> They're like, "Holding." He, she just goes, "You've missed the ceremony," and my heart just went. Oh. and just dropped oh. and I was like felt sick and me and the photographer and if this was like a, a movie scene it would be like cut to us running our feet running along the carpet through the hotel basically oh, like running running, running running <laughs> open the door 
everybody looks around and they all <laughs> laugh. They all oh, just like had a the, good giggle and they're like, don't worry. Your and forehead's like, beating with sweat. Yeah. And, um, and I went in and I just said, um, went over to the bride and groom, obviously. I was like, do you mind <laughs> if we do it again? Like, do you mind just running through like roughly you, what's going on? I know on? you've been waiting for this moment your whole lives. Yeah, but do you mind but let's doing... let's redo it. Let's pretend it never happened. Let's do that again. I, I want, want real energy. faces. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Everybody Everyone, positions, positions. Where are your hymn sheets? Let's go. <laughs> no, it didn't go down like that at all. I begged for forgiveness and asked them to do it again. And they laughed and just said, yeah, of course. So me oh. and the photographer then spent the next like five minutes <laughs> just running around like mad men getting shots and not caring that anybody would about that, like it was about getting the job done at that stage well also not caring like I, I managed to get way better shots because I didn't feel like I was interrupting anything uh. and afterwards everybody said well the bride and groom especially said that they were really happy with the way it went because it became a really intimate moment this was not a big wedding okay. this was like a immediate yeah, family yeah. only wedding scenario so that's cool um they were really happy because they had their intimate moment and then we came in and got better shots than we would have done if yeah we that's were there. true so, the world um you dealt with it that's wow what a feeling yeah it's high pressure but lots of money to be made and people <laughs> Aren't, don't seem to be stopping getting married. Some people get married multiple <laughs> times, even. <laughs> if anything, I think marriage is, yeah. Like, yeah, marriage is popular. super popular at the moment. <laughs> Plus, you can just get yourself a gimbal. 2019 is the year of marriage. Get your gimbal and smash it. Like, so. And not, not with easy. autofocus, there's, there's autofocus is so good. If you've got like a dual camera setup and you leave one, one camera, yeah. you can, you don't have to worry about people moving in and out of focus. You can literally track that face track that subject mm. and then you can be manning your other camera while that one's doing its thing i bet there are wizards out there that go in like one man solo wedding and make it look like five people have shot it <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> no but get your bucks get your experience and then um just just make sure you're happy yeah and enjoy it think about also um i think it's important to like um put emphasis on the fact that um i wish i would have i had been more true to myself and like searched for my own uniqueness i wish someone had like kind of grabbed me like two or three years ago and been like what are you doing making these videos that are quite similar to everybody else's like i feel like i definitely had an edge but my edge was put more work into it it wasn't my edge wasn't like i'm different personally i don't think anyway I 100% agree. Yeah, so if you find your your niche. Yeah. Or whatever. Don't don't be better, be different. Yes. Because different is better. Yeah. It's don't waste your time trying to compare yourself to people. Be continuously trying to one-up them. Because that's, I mean, I'm at fault of that. I continuously do that every day. To be honest, we all do. We can't help it. But you have to look at it and be, you learn from these people. Instead of thinking them as your competition, learn from them. Mm-hmm. and adapt and put it into your own, spin it into your own way and direction your own unique style definitely there's always going to be trends of like editing 100%. and shooting and that's that's going to be also dependent on the development of technology like with sam sam colder now some of my favorite shots of his is when he's flying his mavic air dude he sends out through tiny holes <laughs> we when, when we're hi- when we're hiking 
he'll see like this tiny little gap between a tree and like stop <laughs> everyone stop, stop. Everyone, you gotta walk through here i'm gonna and he crashes a fair amount of times but at those his success rate is way higher yeah and it's way worth it i mean yeah he's got he, some skills up yeah there. he's got some skill and also in terms of if you're willing to risk it for the biscuit you can get it you know Hells yeah um so how is working with sam calder oh it's good it's uh well i mean i think everyone that i work with on a continuous sort of basis or at least it means i enjoy them yeah if i don't enjoy working with you i wouldn't work with you again it's <laughs> yeah, just as simple true. as that i've um, done a few trips with him now yeah and uh no i enjoy it and it's, it's always nice to re- meet people properly in real life and get to know them better because yeah. you realize actually how human we are and how even sam of, cole is a human so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but just in terms of, like you get to know the real person and yeah it's way it's yeah rather than filling in the gaps yourself you just like yeah, you get. To, I mean, the same with you. I mean, I'd, I've seen I'd seen some of your vlogs and whatnot before I met you, and mm. you insert you put a idea or you spin on a take on someone. Yeah. You think their personality is like this, and you meet them, and you realize, oh wait, oh shit, ben, Ben's actually a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I couldn't be myself in yeah. the vlogs, guys, because I was actually a dickhead. No, this so, wasn't actually too no. far from the truth. No, <laughs> I'll say I'm talking crap. No, um, I enjoy working with them. Super talented young dude. Um, just hungry. Sam? I think he's like 22, 23. That's no, so it's 23, 23. That's so amazing. So, um, yeah, Sam Calder, shout out to you, bro. Killing it. Killing I'm a big fan. It. Big fan. Um, also, Sam does stuff that I think him and Chelsea called artivism, like activism with art. Uh, <clears throat> so. It's, I love that whole idea. This is a trend that I think needs to catch on. Yeah. This is like one of those things like, you know, it, I say a trend. It's not really a trend. Genuine people are, care about yeah. these things. Um, I was doing a little bit of conservation work end of last year. It was amazing with uh, yeah. Nordia and Donal, Donal Boyd. Yeah. Where did you go? Uh, oh, well, I've mostly through Africa, a couple of different countries. And who was that working for? I for yeah, I4. which was great. Like, uh, what's that stand for? Animal welfare, yeah, international fund of animal welfare. Yeah, and yeah, the things and projects that they got going are amazing. And to be a part of it and to help tell those stories with my abilities is just fantastic. Yeah, dude, um, that's some gratifying work right there. Yeah, well, yeah, you're telling a genuine story and you expressing yourself through your. Mm-hmm. Creative art and process. helping tell the spread the word of conservation mm. is also a really uh, noble way to do art and to like s- spread messages and um, you and Sam together working on stuff like that could be pretty dope in the future yeah um, I'm sure things will come up I th- I'm like if I could work with the iPhone more often I would you know in the sense that definitely that's great like working we've been working with Nordia and Donal with that stuff mm. has been amazing because these guys truly truly are 100% involved in what we're doing you know it's it's got nothing yeah. to do for the money yeah and I think when you're working with people that are committed like that yeah. you genuinely feel like oh, you get it yeah you yeah, understand like, this, this, this is this is good nice man um, yeah and uh, conservation work in Africa go really well together in that there's lots of it for um, for content creators and artists particularly and we can only really speak from the viewpoint of a photographer and filmmaker 
but there's lots of um, potential opportunities for working with charitable organizations or it's, it's, um, it's a good way to to actually learn to yeah, practice because you're telling a story about a place you get to travel to a, a really interesting country and that could be definitely worth like as as one of our sort of tips to young filmmakers is like reach out to yeah if you if there's a like an, a charitable organization or NGO or something that's doing really good work that aligns with you and you have like a good feeling about <laughs> um, and you feel like maybe you could improve their content yeah. then reach out to them and say look if ever you need someone like I'd really love to join you on one of these trips I know Kyle does work with the first project yeah he's out there now um, and yeah, you've worked with you and Nordia and Donnell work with I4 um, I actually haven't been working with anybody yet I've had a couple of opportunities but it's been really bad timing oh, we'll, I'd be I'm super keen to um, we'll definitely get it well because when also when you're working with conservation and um, with um organizations you often have much better access also into africa to go and shoot what the way you really want to shoot it yeah you know? because you're, you're spreading a good message rather than from a tourist perspective people are way more likely to grant you access if you put it that way if, yeah. if you're there to tell these positive stories and yeah. actually help and benefit yeah. you especially most of these things you know you're helping locals in that sense so it's not, it's not although it's animal welfare you're trying to Improve the communities within these areas. Yeah, improve those communities, bro, with your camera. Instead, instead of going out <laughs> and uh, when you're learning and like just finding a SoundCloud rapper and making a music video for him, you know, hit up some of these other NGOs. They might. Uh, yeah, there's might loads of ways to find opportunities to shoot. Um, well, we've been talking yeah. for a while. We've been talking for a while right now. There's, I don't know if there's anything else I want to like go through and cover. There's loads of. I'm sorry if we were rambling. But don't be sorry. Long, long form is the new black. <laughs> um, shit. Okay, I'm just going through my notes. Through my notes. 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 Um, we have to make your little jingle for the intro now. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy doing that. Um, oh. Tell us about. No, you don't have any upcoming trips, do you? <laughs> uh, I kind, I do, do I do, but it's like I don't work? want to talk about it because it's still kind of like in the progress, and okay. I I would hate to divulge everything and then you know life happens and we change. True. But yeah, True. there's there's two projects that I'm excited about. Good. And in the meantime, you're just cruising around Cape Town. Are you filming anything in Cape Town while you're? <sighs> A little, a little bit whenever. I know we went camping two weeks ago. And I didn't and, um, take my camera. You didn't take your camera yeah, with you. Yeah, first time. It feels good, right? Yeah, but I like the thing is, being a freelancer is not just about filming and editing. There's actually business acumen that goes into yeah. it, and like admin. And so yeah, I'm actually busy doing my tax stuff at the moment. Yeah. It's just one of those things that comes with it. Like I have to. It's so gross, dude. I hate trying to be an worst. adult. It's yeah. my worst. But we're getting it all done now so that once the travel starts and the year goes. It feels good once you've done it. Yeah. Because you almost feel like, okay, now I've qualified. I'm qualified to have fun. <laughs> um, like, yes. That's what I'm, I'm all about that. Qualifying yourself. Yes. The reward. I used to talk about it in mountain biking. Like when yeah. I used to go, you do the uphill first because then you earn the downhill. It's like, yeah. it's like put in the also, hard Also, there's no ski lift to, to take you up there, so you just got to do the hard <laughs> yeah. uphill first. <laughs> and also, <laughs> ski lifts, oh, what a pleasure. 
Yeah. Uh, we should go on a mountain biking trip sometime, dude. I'd really enjoy Canada. to ride with you. I would love to, yeah, as long as I don't break any bones again. Yeah, don't get that fitness up. That's a general rule for life. <laughs> Try not to break bones. <laughs> yeah. Get um, lost or killed or break bones. Flip. Okay, well, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and say you have to go and check out Bruno's YouTube channel. Yeah, I would say subscribe with the intent that by the end of this year, I think I think I'll be able to start uploading more regularly and some decent content sick and so. all of Bruno's decent content pretty much lives there anyway so you might as well go and check out also don't forget to go and check out journey into mongolia um, yeah that's, the, that's that's what i would love to is do is that your of. favorite film definitely because that was like you know me spending money going out there an idea i had no yeah. plan came up the whole storyline in essence was just in the in post-production just put together it was just like this rushed little job that cost me money at first at the end of it i was like oh, man like what a waste of money in a way, you know. Mm. But you know, I look back at it now, I'm like that paid for itself tenfold in terms of yeah. what I learned from it and Amazing. all the rest. Sick, dude. Okay. Well, but anyway, we've rambled far too yeah, much. Yeah, we've, we've rambled. I'm sure this isn't the last time I'm going to get you on a podcast, Bruno. Look at that. The time is 15.15. Numerology. The universe says well done. <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you, universe. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. No, dude. And... Um, chatting to us about filmmaking i hope some of you guys out there got some insights into um like becoming a filmmaker or some tips and tricks of the trade let us yeah. know um if there, if, if there is something in particular you learned or think yeah. that people should talk about more then let us know because then maybe you know this was just a ramble about anything yeah but if there's a particular direction it would i'm be... sure we're going to get people ask us to talk about filmmaking more um and i'm sure in the future we're going to have you on the podcast again talking about your work or the work that we do together anyway I'll that is of to, interest to the people I'll put my money where my mouth is and hope that there's at least some more content out by then definitely <laughs> we got missions planned don't you worry we're going to be cruising around Africa and finding some animals and general good times um, but yeah solo Bryn Bryn solo Yolo. That's why I call you now. Yolo Brin Solo. Yolo Brin Solo. The solo filmmaker <laughs> legend. Thank you so no, much no, for coming no. on board. Um, Instagram, Brin underscore North, B-R-Y-N. Go check him out. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to episode six. Going to do another episode in the next few days with Ella. Um, thank you again for hitting follow or subscribe or whatever that button is for you on any of these <laughs> given platforms. <clears throat> and... Um, is yeah. This, is this like a Joe Rogan podcast where we where we we smoke, we smoke a joint. big flat a big fat blunt at the end? No, no this is not the this Elon Musk. Uh, this is not. Okay. This is not wrong podcast. Dan. I'm if you here. were Elon Musk, I'd have a blunt ready for you, but you're not. <laughs> um, anyway, dudes, chat to you soon. I love you all. Peace.